the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back in. It's that time again. Uh, Cirque Dreams Holidays. It wraps a whimsical Broadway style musical around contemporary circus artistry and the ultimate holiday gift for the entire family. Audiences of all ages will marvel at the soaring acrobatics. Probably would probably make me nervous. Uh, Gravity defying feats and the extravagant theatrical production numbers. Tickets are available now at CirqueDreams.com. That's C-I-R-Q-U-E dreams.com for shows on December 22nd and 23rd. That's CirqueDreams.com. And right now, I have a family four-pack of tickets to the 11 a.m. show on Saturday, December 23rd, to give away to caller number one. Caller number one, you get a free family four-pack by calling 844-TALK-989. That's 844-825-5989. Okay. Um, it's been a show, and uh, it, this is hour number two. It, 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 uh, it flies by. And uh, I want to welcome in State Representative uh, Brian Lorenz. He's a Republican from Powell, and I'm grateful that he's carving out time to be with us today. Uh, State Representative Lorenz, how are you today? Jack, thanks for having me. I'm doing great. It's really nice to be on with you. Thank you so much. Hey, I'm going to get started this way, and then we'll dive into some of the legislative stuff. You know, I had a great relationship with Chris Jordan, who we lost unexpectedly last year around this time. Uh, you're about a year in now. Do you feel like you're getting your sea legs, and, and are, are you starting to uh, feel comfortable there in the state house? Uh, I really do, and I and I always have. Um, I think that uh, we've got a really great team down there uh, in the caucus, and so you know, there's been a lot of uh, legislators down there that have been really accommodating and, and helpful to me and guidance, uh, not only in the house but in the senate as well too, and and in the administration. So yeah. I uh, I'm very comfortable down there. And remind our listeners what you did before you served in the state house. I was on uh, Powell City Council for 13 years, and I served as the mayor. Absolutely. So for a few years, public yeah. policy and decision making it's 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 your bailiwick. And uh, yes, I, sir. I appreciate the access that you've given me and the updates. I just talked with State Representative Gary Click about House Bill 68. Uh, this is one that keeps me up at night. I'm not going to make any bones about it. That's the bill. If you're just tuning in, that would prohibit doctors from prescribing puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, and lopping off uh, genitalia of minors. It would also keep men out of women's sports and their private spaces. The House and the Senate passed the bill with a supermajority. It's now sitting on Governor DeWine's desk. Um, State Representative Lorenz, are you as optimistic as uh, Representative Click that the governor will make a wise decision on this bill? I, I, I am, and I, I did have a chance to listen, and I, I do have a lot of conversations with Representative Click. Um, you know, for me personally, taking care of our children uh, in our susceptible populations, 
uh, is most important. And, you know, I'll sort of echo everything that both he said, and, and I believe he had Rep Lear on earlier tonight as yep. well. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm optimistic that he'll, he'll uh, do the right thing with that bill. Let me ask the devil's advocate or uh, oh crap question. <laughs> what, if he, <laughs> what if he doesn't? Um, I, I'm concerned. Now, it, it passed with a supermajority. Mike DeWine's been in politics a long time. Uh, do you think that this would be taken up again and, and that you'd have enough votes to uh, override the veto? I would think so. Um, you know, one thing for me, I, I sort of look at it from a, a, a holistic perspective, but, you know, a, a different perspective. Uh, I have triplet daughters, mm. and um, they're all athletes. And, in fact, I have a daughter who's a collegiate athlete. And so, you know, I'm pretty passionate about her and being successful. We had Title IX come in 50 years ago, which brought in a whole myriad of different sports, specifically one close to my heart's field hockey, which my daughter plays. Uh, and, you know, those types of sports are excellent team building, uh, character building, uh, all those great things that we do, for example, in, in football, uh, to really build up our young women and, you know, to keep the competition fair and on the level, I think is really, really important. And so I sort of look at, at the uh, Save Women Sports in, in that capacity. Why do you think that the opponents say that this is a solution without a problem? I mean, that is just a blatant lie. And I'm sorry to maybe kick a dead horse here, but <laughs> what do you make of that? You know, I, I, I'm not really sure. You know, everyone's got their own uh, personal agenda and, and, and beliefs and whatnot. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I can only speak uh, for the people that I, I represent and talk to. And a lot of the folks that I speak to share the same sentiments, you know. They want to keep their kids safe. Uh, they expect us to do things to help support that. And, um, you know, I think that's just where we're, where we're at. Uh, I want to pivot to uh, another topic, maybe a couple. But, you know, I originally heard that there was an override of DeWine's veto of the flavored tobacco uh, mm-hmm. veto. What can you tell us about that? Uh, what What did you override, and where does it sit now? Um, I believe it's it's over. <laughs> it's that that battle is done. Um, I want to say that um, I look at that issue in two ways. Uh, one, I'm a pro business person, and I think for one business on one side of the street to be able to sell a product and a business on the other side of the street to not be able to sell the product is, is, is not right. When I was on Powell, uh, when they moved the, um, there was a movement for the Tobacco 21 prior to getting it approved, you know, we had that same argument. Um, some will say, you know, we're killing kids or we're killing teens or you know, my uh, father smoked cool cigarettes for 60 years and died of cancer. I get that, right? Yep. But that goes back to personal responsibility. And as parents and as teachers, uh, if we're going to use that as a lesson, you know, we know what these products contain. Uh, but it, it's our responsibility to inform not only ourselves, but our children on the risks. I don't feel 
it's our responsibility to tell one business you can do something where another business can't. Yeah, and isn't it the mom-and-pop shops that are really going to suffer in that instance? Right. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. So <clears throat> we're sitting at, at nearly the end of 2023. As you look back over the year, uh, what would you what would you consider to be the biggest victory uh, for Republicans and conservatives in the state house? Uh, I would I would say you know our last session was really was really good and impactful uh, with those two items we talked about. I think one of the other things that we were able to pass through the House and it's in the Senate now, and it's something that I co-sponsored and it's really important to me is HB 187. Uh, and what that did was that is, uh, I don't want to, uh, it, it flattens out the spikes in the property assessment. Oh, yes. Uh, and, and for me, Bruce, or uh, Jack, I almost called you Bruce. I'm That's sorry. okay. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> for me, I, you know, I get tons of calls here in Delaware County from, uh, you know, senior citizens, uh, from my neighbors and, you know, people on fixed incomes, how are we going to pay for our property taxes? And so I think that was a big victory for that bill to go through. I hope that um, it'll get through the Senate as well, and we'll be able to kind of modify that and help save people money, uh, especially those that are on fixed incomes. But that's, you know, it's the blessing of having high property values, but it, it, at the same time, it's something that, you know, we've got to address. It's temporary, uh, but uh, working through that and, and, and helping to save people money, people want to age in place. Uh, and our communities are better when we have those folks here and not having to look for other places to go. People, you know, grandparents want to be close to their kids. My mom and dad live here half the year, too. Uh, so it affects everybody. And, um, you know, the thing, how we can help work and solve those, I think that was uh, something that we'll continue to work on in the new year. That's Yeah, that's fantastic news. I'm um, kind of looking at the summary here. It, it increases the amount of property tax homestead exemptions. It allows for appeals, uh, and, and it declares an emergency. Uh, those are mm-hmm. some of the key pieces. Um, and I know that we've heard from a lot of readers and listeners that they need tax relief. We've got about 30 seconds here. Um, sure. What do you think the priority ought to be going into 2024 uh, for House Republicans? I mean, I think, again, you know, continuing to build on school choice, taking care of our families, taking care of our kids, uh, taking care of our susceptible population. Rep Click and I actually have a special needs database uh, registry bill that's going through committee right now. Uh, My son is on the autism spectrum and uh, you know we want to put something in it's completely voluntary too so i mean that's that's really great but we want to initiate something that's going to prepare a first responder for an event whether they're coming into a burning house mm. uh and, or you know they're being pulled over on the street uh and and it it, it goes to everybody people with cognitive needs people with mobility needs uh people that are on life-saving equipment uh, so taking care of those folks, uh, taking care of our kids and our families and our, in our schools is, is most important to me. And I, and I believe my colleagues are on board with that as well.
Welcome back again to the Bruce Woolley Show. Coming to you live from Studio 4 here in Columbus, Ohio, 98.9 FM, The Answer. I'm Jack Windsor, Editor-in-Chief of the Ohio Press Network. If you're not yet a subscriber of the Ohio Press Network, what are you waiting for? Get over there, theohiopressnetwork.com. You'll get a pulse on the people, politics, and policies that affect your everyday life. And you get the reports in a way that you're not going to get them from corporate news outlets or the mainstream. We don't report through the progressive lens. We report facts. And um, as we talked earlier to Timothy Head, executive director of uh, the Faith and Freedom Foundation, it's important in the days ahead to make sure that you're wise about the news that you consume on TV, on the radio, in newspapers, online newspapers, because he's right. You know what's going to happen? I already saw it yesterday. Uh, we heard several people in Ohio and in D.C. who are on the left side of the aisle say there's no evidence. There's no evidence of uh, Joe Biden having knowledge of Hunter's deals. There's no evidence that he was involved. No evidence. There are receipts. There's a check in an amount that is 10% of what Hunter received days earlier from a communist China energy company. There are 56 pages containing email snippets from accounts that Joe Biden had that were dummy email accounts. There are over 3,000 email messages that mention the firm Jimmy, Joe's brother, and his wife Sarah ran that went all around the country and all around the world and gobbled up money and paid it to Hunter, and some of it found its way back to Joe. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And we're also hearing the absolute insane claim that Donald Trump is on a revenge tour and that he's essentially going to lock up all of his political adversaries and he's going to be a dictator. I I used to believe that people would be wise to that and say, you know, I've, I've heard you cry wolf before. Remember in 2016, the world was going to end because Donald Trump was president. Um, maybe that's why Biden's approval rating is plummeting even more. Because he was supposed to be the great uniter. He was supposed to be the guy that fixed everything. And, uh, you know, Trump was evil, orange man bad. Well, in January of 21, Biden's approval rating was 54%. Beginning of this year, it was 38%. Today, it's at 33%. But that doesn't mean that the progressive press is going to stop. They're going to continue to lie to you. And you know what my worst fear is? That they're going to continue to be more desperate. And uh, I'm going to try to connect a dot here for you, not to be somebody that is just sensationalizing the news and creating undue fear. But did you did you catch the headline, uh, Congress votes to extend FBI warrantless surveillance tool without reforming it? So Congress voted Thursday to reauthorized Section 702 of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, FISA, with no reforms as part of the National Defense Authorization Act, the NDAA. Section 702 of FISA is a tool that intelligence officials have allegedly abused as it enables them to surveil Americans without obtaining a warrant. 
after the Senate passed FISA through the NDAA on Wednesday and failed to get sufficient support to eliminate the four-month extension, the House of Representatives finalized it in a vote on Thursday. Do you know two Republicans that didn't vote for it in the House? Warren Davidson and Jim Jordan. Why? Because they're both astutely aware that the FBI lied on FISA forms, and those forms were used in a FISA court to surveil Donald Trump's campaign. Think about that. The federal government, its policing apparatus, was illegally spying on a presidential candidate in his campaign. So when I tell you that their lies aren't working, my concern is that if their lies aren't working, the people who are promoting the truth in news, information, activism, are going to be surveilled. They're going to be intimidated. They're going to play whack-a-mole with you. If you don't believe it, I mean, go back, go to the Ohio Press Network, go to the Ohio Star, and and search in, um, just type in the word Catholic and see what comes up. The FBI has already been caught red-handed targeting Catholic families. Essentially, not essentially, calling them domestic terrorist cells. This is the world that we are in right now. And in the days ahead, you're going to have to protect your mind, keep it pure, keep it clean, keep it discerning. But let the Holy Spirit guide you and direct you because I'm telling you, the campaign is going to be about confusion and chaos. That's what it is. That's what it was in 2020. They, they created confusion and chaos on so many different levels. They, they grabbed COVID and threw that in. That created fear and chaos. The, the BLM movement, which, by the way, BLM 2.0 is going to be the anti-Israel movement. Go back and, and listen to segments of this show where we laid open, wide open, the relationship between the anti-Israeli protesters and activists and their connection with BLM. It goes back to before the Ferguson riots. These people are absolutely interlinked. And as we talked about earlier in today's show, it is unfortunate because there are oppressed people around the country but they use the false label of oppression to rally and create chaos. They burned, they looted, and they murdered in 2020. What are they going to do in 2024? I don't know. I know that they're on our college campuses right now shouting from the river to the sea. They're promoting genocide. We have college presidents who are okay with it, MIT, Harvard, Penn. Well, Penn's at least resigned. I have a little bit of respect there. But the rot in our schools, the rot in our culture is ripe, it stinks, and it's going to get stinkier. And we're going to have to stay in the lane. We're going to have to stay in the lane of truth and share the truth with other people no matter what. It doesn't matter if they come against you. They're going to come against you. They're going to come against you with false information and propaganda. We're already seeing it in Ohio. I've been talking about it all week. House Bill 68, it, it, it puts uh, trans youth at risk. No, what puts kids who are gender dysphoric at risk is allowing them to lop off body parts and get drugged up. That makes them more suicidal. The movement is driven by drug companies and the medical industrial complex who are enriching themselves. Uh, we'll talk about that up next with Senate President Matt Huffman. Uh, get your recorder ready. It's going to be a good conversation. So uh, stay tuned for it on the other side of this break. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.